Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome to The Word. It's our Church of the Week once again and we are so happy to be here. This is the moment of the week when we are featuring those pastors, those ministers, those churches that are in our backyard. We know them. We drive past them every week. And today we will feature one of them. I always say this. I thank God for the national preachers, those that are on the air, those that are on TV. I thank God for them. But I also thank God for those men and women that are here in San Antonio preaching the word, rolling up their sleeves, ministering to us, to our children, praying for this beautiful city. And I thank God for them. There is a place, a special place in my heart for them. And today we're going to feature one of them. Today our feature church is Shepherd King Lutheran Church. And here with me today, we have the senior pastor, Pastor Chris Hill, is with us. Pastor Chris Hill, thank you for coming. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. I'm very glad you called and asked. It is an honor. It is an honor. I really, I really mean that. Uh, we found your church not because of a Google or mm-hmm. because of anything. We found your church because we drove past it one day. <laughs> and uh, Baron, you met him a minute ago. Right. He says, he says, hey, call this church. They are right down the street, and we've never had them. And so it is, it is beautiful that a, that a city like San Antonio believes so much in church that we have so many churches yeah. here in San Antonio. And so that means job security for me in this program. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I get to interview a new pastor every week. I have, I have weeks and weeks of, of pastors uh, to go. So, Pastor Chris, uh, tell me a little bit. Tell me, give me the introduction uh, to Shepherd King. That, that you know, to me. Mm-hmm. Just the name of the church is so intriguing. Shepherd King. I don't know, maybe you were not in charge of giving it the name, but Shepherd King. Yes. I was Those not, two. I was not in charge of giving it the name. And when I first got there about nine and a half years ago, I, I tried to find out the story behind the name because I thought also, well, what an interesting name. And uh, someone told me the story was that the pastor who was founding the church and our district president were driving around the area and the district president said, have you thought of a name? He said, no. And he said, well, what about Shepherd King? We've got one in Lubbock, but that's a long ways away. So there's not a whole lot behind that. <laughs> but we do have a beautiful stained glass window that shows a crown with a shepherd's staff through it. So I think the symbolism is lovely. It's yeah. a reminder that Jesus, although he is a king, he's not the sort of king who dominates and and rules you know, from his own desires and stuff, but one who rules like a shepherd and cares for his people. The king that serves. Yes. I think that's a beautiful na- analogy. Yeah. And uh, so today, talking to Shepherd King Lutheran Church, Shepherd King L- Lutheran Church is on 303 West Ramsey Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me, how do, we, how do we get to your church? Well, if you're going north um, on, like on San Pedro, or if you were coming on the loop, you'd want to get off the loop on San Pedro and head north 
as though you were going to get onto 281, but then you turn left at the Whataburger, which is Ramsey Road, and go about two or three blocks, and we're right on the right. So it's important that they continue going. Don't get distracted by the Whataburger. Well, you could stop there on your way if you want. Okay, okay. And so... Um, when we when we get to the church, there's ample parking. There's yes. enough room uh, to spread out and to find a place. Uh, but what happens once we get there? Well, then you need to find the, the front door, which is pretty easy. The worship space is pretty obvious. If you're coming on a weekday, you've got to go up to, the, to the, the next administrative building. That can be a little trickier. But when you come in, there will be some greeters who will greet you and hand you a bulletin so you can follow the service. Um, you'll come on in. It's a fairly traditional-looking church. And some of our worship is traditional. Some of it's a little bit more modernized or new, with newer music and newer settings. Um, and like most churches, they're warm and friendly and welcoming. And we're always talking about don't just be friendly to the people you know. Remember to look for the people you don't know and be friendly for them. I think that's one of the, the best draws of a church mm-hmm. is that ability and that daring. Yeah to build that bridge yes. uh, to someone else and to shake a yeah. hand and to give that smile, that welcoming. The greeters yeah. are, are so important uh, into a ministry and the ability to just make someone feel welcomed. Yes. Uh, people, they say people decide within the first five minutes whether mm-hmm. they're coming back or mm-hmm. not, yep. regardless of how well the word is, is yep. preached or shared yep. or the songs. It's, it's that welcoming. And so I'm very glad to hear yeah. that, uh, that, is, that is part, that's on the map, that's on your radar. Oh, yeah for uh, the people that are coming in. Now, once we get in, you, you said something. I want to I wanna pick at it a little bit. Uh, you have different, sometimes more, more contemporary, sometimes uh, more traditional. Mm-hmm. I, I love tradition. I grew up in church. I am yeah. a PK. Yeah. And uh, I, love, I love to sit down and, and listen to tradition. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't reject it. I, I, just, I just accept it. How, is, how are you balancing at, at Shepherd King Lutheran Church, tradition and, and contemporary when it comes to worship, when it comes to the service? That's really a, a good question. We have recently united with another congregation. St. Andrew Lutheran was on uh, Hebner Road and ha- had been a, a large church at one point. But, you know, sometimes in these days things just happen, and they got to the point where they couldn't find or, 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 or be able to pay for a full-time pastor, and they decided, they made the very courageous decision that they were going to close, but they wanted to find a partner before they did that. So we were in conversation with them for a year before they closed their church, and then our churches united. And we talked to them, and, and one of their things was they have a, a band, a worship band, and they didn't want the worship band to have to break up. So And they have a music director who's a part of that. We already had a music director. Um, but it was really wonderful that our music directors have been able to work together well. Their praise band has come over to our church. So we have a pipe organ and oftentimes have pipe organ music, and we have a hymnal that has both older hymns, old-timey hymns, and more new hymns, so we sing some of those. And then we have the worship band, and some Sundays they lead the whole service. Some Sundays they are interspersed with the other music. We also have a handbell choir and a, a, a kind of a, a normal, uh, regular Lutheran vocal choir. And so we get music from all those sources. And uh, it's worked out really well. We've been together since just December. Um, so this year has been, we're trying to figure out where we're going. But I think people have been delighted with the diversity of music and certainly with the new people who just already feel like family. So it's not it's not a, a 9 a.m. service is traditional. No. And then the 11 o'clock service is contemporary. And the one o'clock service are all the rockers. Uh, 
it, it's, it's within your service. Right. And we all really like to be together in worship. We did used to have two services, but that didn't, at a certain point, we decided we couldn't really do that anymore. So now we have one worship service, and we really like things to be blended in the sense that we don't make a distinction between, well, this is a Sunday just, you know, devoted to this kind of music or to that kind of music, but it's all a part of our worship and our praise of God, that sometimes it sounds, sometimes it's it's uh, accompanied by a, a, a guitar and a, and a keyboard and a bass and a couple people singing lead to guide us in the singing, and other times it's guided by the organ and the pastor and the, the choir singing, um, and sometimes it's guided by the handbells. So it's all one service. Talk to me about the handbells. Oh, the handbells are beautiful. I remember the first time I ever heard of handbells was so many years ago, and I thought, why would you need handbells? You can just, you know, play the carillon or whatever. Uh, and then I heard them, and they're just, they're gorgeous. You know, they're these big, beautiful bells that people ring with their hands, and it's just got a really majestic and rich sound. So they usually play about once a month, and it's it's challenging music for them because it's very, I, I'm, I was in band when I was in high school, so I can read music at all, but I tried to work with the bell choir once, and it's completely different because you're not looking at notes. You, you have beats when you ring this bell and then that bell, and you just have to count and count and count and know when to ring your bell. Uh, so it's it's challenging, but it's beautiful music. So how did you do in your debut at the the handbell concert? I just counted one and two and one and two, and I did all right. <laughs> you uh, did all right. Yeah, and I said, don't call me very often. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. That is that is something I think the the listener uh, should be aware of. There is there is tradition mm-hmm. that we we stick to it we don't have to move on we don't have to forget about the right. old forget about just because we've been doing it a long time doesn't mean that we need to right. forget it right and so if you're looking for something traditional mm-hmm. then then i would invite you to come and check out shepherd king right. lutheran church and as a, a lutheran church we tend to have a liturgy which means we have an order of service that we follow very similar really to the catholic church in in the parts of the service um, so that part is traditional. We do follow uh, the kind of the same setup every Sunday, uh, but then it changes somewhat for the seasons of the church year. Like right now, as we're recording this, we're in Lent, and soon we'll be in Easter. So there's a different sense for those two services, those two seasons. Um, so that's kind of a guide for us: is the liturgical service and the liturgical calendar, which goes through different um, parts of Jesus' life and holds up different parts of His life and ministry for us. So I think it's, it's very wise to be able to find a place where you can add a little adjustment mm-hmm. and stay within the guidelines, stay on your, on your calendar, stay with what makes you who you are, mm-hmm. but be able to make those, those adjustments, especially in worship. I think that's a, that's, yeah. a great, yeah. that's a great thing. And so you're listening to us here on The Word, uh, AM 630, The Word, and it is Church of the Week, and this week... We are featuring Shepherd King Lutheran Church here with Pastor Chris Hill. And uh, so happy that we're here. Now, I want to I wanna ask you a little bit about unity. You mm-hmm. mentioned in our, in our, as we were talking, mm-hmm. how, how Shepherd King is, is, is in unity with the city. You are in a cooperative. It's not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not just the churches that are coming and uniting with you, right. but you're cooperating and you're working with other churches. Tell me about that. This is something that I think is really a growing movement throughout churches, not only in San Antonio, but across the nation. Whereas I've been in ministry for a little over 30 years, and when I first started, 
without really meaning to or realizing it, churches were a little territorial. We didn't want to share our people because we were afraid you'd take them. (laughs) Uh, So we tended to do our own thing. But as churches, um, the world has changed, church has changed. Uh, There are a lot more opportunities where people are working together. At Shepherd King, we've got um, St. John Cassian Romanian Orthodox Church that meets in our building every Sunday. They've got a couple of rooms designated as their rooms. And their services are in Romanian. They're very high church. They have incense and all these beautiful icons. It's really lovely. And then sometimes we do things together, like have a meal together. We celebrated Christmas together. Uh, So that's been really neat. We also have a relationship with Regina Chaley, which is a a homeschooling, a Roman Catholic homeschooling group. But twice a week they come all together and teach their children. So they're at Shepherd King on Mondays and Thursdays. We have a partnership with Mission Vineyard Church and have done various classes and outreach with them. So part of it is ecumenical in that sense, but then also um, within the Lutheran circles, right now Shepherd King is sharing uh, an intern, someone who's in seminary and is doing her year of internship with another Lutheran church, Resurrection Lutheran Church, which is over on Grissom Road, Um, and they don't have a pastor right now, so she's there most of the time, but then once a month we swap and I go there to preach and she comes to Shepherd King to preach. And our people are getting to know her, and Resurrection is, you know, is enjoying her leadership, and uh, and I'm her supervisor, so we meet once a week. It's just been a—it's made a bond between our congregations, and that's been really neat to see. I—that's I, that's beautiful thing, uh, to see how you are reaching out, and mm-hmm. I think you're you're right on the money. Uh, churches and pastors—we are people, mm-hmm. and we have flaws. And uh, the church was perfect until we got there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so that, that ter- territorialism that we sometimes suffer from, like if yeah. members were property, uh, it, it sometimes hurts us. Yes. But when we find a ministry that is open, mm-hmm. that is not scared, doesn't, that's not, uh, doesn't have that fear of, of losing, it makes it all the more welcoming. And, and, and so, it's a much richer ministry. I mean, when I come out of my service, because the Romanian church is a little bit later than we are, I come out of our, my service, all our folks are dispersing, and then they're in the fellowship hall having lunch. It's just, I feel like the building is alive with people with faith, and, and we're all praising God. And it's not just our little enclave that we have to protect. I had a, I had a conversation a couple of years ago with a realtor. Mm-hmm. And realtors were, she was fishing for, for work, for an opportunity. And so she tells me one of the most underserved, underused properties are the churches. Absolutely. Sunday mornings, yep. they're packed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a ghost town from Tuesday, from Monday through Saturday. Yep. You know, and so that is, that is a great idea. That's something that more churches should be thinking about. How can we use this property that, that God has allowed us to, right. to, to, to be a steward over? And allow other ministries or maybe think outside the box and do do other things with what we have. And I, I think that as many churches have declined in, in numbers and they're getting older, uh, to me, I feel like God is leading us to say, you got to think new. Mm-hmm. You can't just do the same old stuff. Exactly. You've got to think of new ways. And it's been very life-giving for our congregation uh, with our partnership with, with Resurrection. They're a smaller church than we are. We're kind of a medium, smallish church. Uh, we worship between 80 and 100. Okay. And they worship maybe more around 40 or 50. Um, but they have so much life right now because they see possibility. I mean, I think they've always had life. They've always been a, a good church. But it was hard for them when their pastor retired. They didn't know what they were going to do. So Vicar Lisa Helsher is there, and, and she's there for three-quarters time for 18 months. And they feel like now there are possibilities. They're looking at other 
with other Lutheran churches in the area to say, maybe we should eventually share a pastor or share other ministries like that so that we don't have to close or say, oh, this is the end, but we don't have to keep things only to ourselves either. We can work together. This is this is great. When a congregation begins to hope again, mm-hmm. they begin to dream again. Yeah. And when a group of people, a congregation, begin to dream again, then there are no limits. Yeah. You yeah. can go out and you can begin to say and have good ideas and mm-hmm. have, you know, maybe not so good ideas, but you're thinking and you're knocking right. on doors and you're doing things. Yeah. So that's that's a great thing. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, as we're as we're talking about new mm-hmm. and, and we're talking about, you know, churches have this this struggle. Sometimes, you know, they get into their routine and they mm-hmm. just stay there and, and that routine may cost them. Right. How do how do you think churches today can reach that new? That new millenn- the, the millennials, the, the 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 young people that are graduating or are in college, mm-hmm. they they want to serve. Right. We you know we see that they they don't just want to play games. They were accused right. of just being you know right. of just being gamers, mm-hmm. but they're not. Yeah. They they want to get into church. They want to get to serve, but they want to be welcomed. How do you how do you think that can that can happen best? I'm going to give a disclaimer first and say if I had an answer. I'd be selling it and making millions of dollars, but uh, but I don't have an exact answer. But I do think there are th- are steps that churches need to take, and one is to face the reality that, you know, if we continue doing everything just the way we've done it, the way that is comfortable for us, that's not going to lead very far. You know, eventually right. we're going to die out, and there's not going to be anything left. So we need to to take courage and assess ourselves and say, okay, what new is God calling us to do? And remember, God is with us. You know, God isn't just giving up on us. Um, and then listen for God and talk with others and do a lot of listening. Ask a lot of questions. Try to hear other people's stories because there really isn't a blueprint that you can follow that's going to lead you to success. Right. But you can say we're going to open ourselves up and try to learn something new. We're going to try to listen to people and uh, and just see if we can do things a little differently, if that will help us to communicate the good news and to be a community of, of people who love Jesus and love God for our neighbors. Amen. That sounds great. Now tell me a little bit about yourself. I, I investigated a little bit and I found out that you are part of the PK Club. I am part of the PK, PK Club. My father uh, was an ordained, is still an ordained Lutheran pastor. He was active for I don't know how many years, over 40. And then he retired and continued working part-time. Um, and we grew up in Austin. I'm the youngest of five kids grew up at a wonderful church there that really shaped my life. And I, it's interesting because I feel like it's hard for me to to see from people's perspective who have not had that good church upbringing. My church was my extended family. Yes. And so I have to try and step out of that to understand why people don't find the church to be somewhere they want to be because it was always a wonderful place for me. So um, we've lived, we, I grew up in Austin and, and it was a wonderful place. I went to college at Texas Lutheran University in Seguin. Then I went off to seminary uh, first for a year in Chicago and then transferred to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, did my internship in Washington, D.C., and um, started ministry in Houston for a while and North Carolina. And finally, about nine years ago, I told my husband I got to go back to Texas because that's where my family is. Yeah. So, and God was good and, and brought us back here. So you also mentioned uh, before mm-hmm. uh, that your husband is a, is is from New York. He he's, is. He, he spent some time over there. He was born in, in Manhattan, and then when he was young, they moved to, to Mount Montvale, New Jersey, 
so he grew up in the in the New York area, and then when he was a young adult, lived there for a while, and and yeah, really loved it. It's a, a neat, exciting place. I love New York myself. I think it's a I love neat, it too. I'm, I'm a little partial. Yeah, it's it's to New just York. such life pulsing and so much diversity and interest there. It's a wonderful place. But then uh, he went on his journeys. He uh, he's a little older than I am, so he had time in the '60s to sort of travel around, hitchhike, and work here and there and everywhere, and uh, ended up in Houston as a merchant marine, and that's. And then was doing other other work, and that's where we met. So, Excellent. Yeah, he's a a pastor's husband, which is an interesting and rare bird. Still, it's not as rare as it used to be, but people know how to approach pastors' wives. They're not really sure what to do with the pastor's husband. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great point. There, there but there are. I, I am meeting more and more mm-hmm. of them. Yes, uh, I am. I am married to mm-hmm. a very strong woman. Yeah, and she has a calling on her life. So sometimes I do feel like. The pastor's husband. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's a great thing. I love mm-hmm. it. I welcome yep. it. I embrace it. Yep. And so the question, you know, the question would be, I, I guess I, I do need to meet your husband you one do, day. You do, yes. And we'll, we'll see who has the better New York, New York accent. Yeah. Does, does he say, uh, forget about it? Or? No, it's only it slips in every now and then. It's really, it's, it's sort of unusual. But he does have the New York doggedness, if you know what I mean. I do. So that if, if we feel like we're not being treated fairly by, oh, the you know, one of the cable companies or whatever, we just put Don on that, and, and they don't have a chance. And he takes care of it. He takes care of it. Forget about it. Forget about it, indeed. <laughs> so you're listening to Church of the Week on AM 630, The Word, and we are featuring Shepherd King Lutheran Church with Pastor Chris Hill, and uh, so happy. we are. This is a great interview, and as we're talking about being a PK, we talked about the new and the millennial. Let's mm-hmm. go a little bit younger now. Okay. And and talk to me about how you do, uh, how Shepherd King Church deals, and, and how do you do with the children and the young kids at your service? I thought this was very interesting. Why don't you paint that picture for okay. us? Our children pretty much uh, stay in the service. We, in the past, had had um, child care when we had really young kids, but they're all you know, elementary school. Well, we have a newborn who was just there Sunday, but, you know, so they're kind of a, a variety of ages. Um, so we try to get the kids involved in various ways. Um, one of the things we do is we have a children's sermon every Sunday, and they come up and we sit on the front steps. I sit down with them, and they come up and we invite children of any age. So we sometimes have adults come up and sit with us, and we have a little talk about something about the lessons and just sort of uh, spend a little time with the kids. And then also the children usually bring the offering up. Our ushers will take up the offering, but when it's time to bring it back up to the altar, they'll pick a couple of kids out of the, out of the congregation. Um, we've also, in recent years, had a number of kind of musicals and things where either the children are involved or they do the whole musical. Last summer, our music directors put on this incredible week of summer camp um, where the kids learned a musical about Jonah and the whale and then came and, and sang it on Sunday morning. They took one week. And they learned it, all their parts, in, in one week, and it was just incredible. It was really great. So we try to do things like that. We also have, I teach confirmation class. Those are kids, well, we've got a class right now that the youngest is almost 10 and the oldest is 15, and we meet Monday nights and, and just have a great time as we're learning. We, we really enjoy that. So tell me, tell me a little bit about the summer camp. I think that's a very important okay. part of this. We, um, this year we're going back to having a summer camp that is hosted at our congregation. It's going to be July the 30th through August the 5th, uh, August the 3rd, it's a Monday through Friday, and it goes from like 8.30 to 3.30, and it's staffed by um, some Lutheran camp counselors out of Kerrville. There's, we, our Lutheran camp ministry is in Kerrville, 
and they have a summer program. They've got the themes, the Bible studies, the games, the music, all this. And then they will come out to your church and host a, and put on a, a Bible camp for you. So we are looking forward to that. We, we could have up to 30 kids. We've done this in the past and just had a great time. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and the kids are there for a good long time. They learn some music. They, they just have a, a great time getting to know each other. So we so always is, look forward to that. Is this like a VBS? Yes. It's, it's, just, it's like a VBS. It's one week long. But uh, I think the hours are longer than the VBS we would do. We would normally do one for an hour and a half or two hours. This is like for five or six hours. So it's, it fills up the day. It starts, like I said, at 8.30 in the morning, goes to about 3.30. Uh, in the past, kids have brought their own lunch, but we serve the morning snacks and afternoon snacks. And then one day they have a, a, a swim day or a water day where they all wear their bathing suits and they're outside playing with water balloons and water hoses. And then they learn all their stuff. And on, on the last night, the Thursday night, I think it is before Friday, they, they come, their parents come and they show them, you know, what they've made and they sing their songs and all. So it's really fun. That sounds great. That sounds great. I think uh, San Antonio should pay attention to what's going on at Shepherd King Lutheran Church and uh, bring your children. It's going to be the last week of June. Yeah, July. It's July the 30th through August the 3rd. Ah, okay, the last week of July. Yeah. Okay. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be from, from the morning to, to the a little afternoon. bit of the afternoon. Right. And if you are listening to this and you're interested in attending, visiting uh, Shepherd King Lutheran Church, this Sunday, you're meeting at 10 o'clock at 10 a.m. Yes. For the service at 9 a.m. for the Bible school. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would we are so happy. I am so happy. Thank you so much for having me to have you here. It has been my honor to to meet you and to talk about Shepherd King. I just love that 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 picture. It paints in my head. Thank Shepherd you. King. And uh, we're if you're interested in attending, they are at 303 West Ramsey Road. So find the Whataburger mm-hmm. on on uh, San yep. Pedro, right? And make a and, and turn in to three hundred three, and you'll find them there. And uh, bring somebody. Don't come alone. So thank you again. Thank you. This is a wonderful ministry you do. I appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. All right. And God bless you all. And uh, this is Church of the Week on AM six thirty. The Word. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM six thirty. The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.